but I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And I thank you that your people hearts are prepared, God, that made ready for the word of God on tonight. In Jesus name. Amen. We are teaching on the manifestation gifts. And I pray that as we're teaching on these gifts, you are allowing the Holy Spirit as he will to um, use these gifts in your life. We're supposed to be coveting the gifts, um, having a desire for the gifts. And when you know what you have, you should have a desire for what you have. And as we go out and minister to different people, as the Spirit will, he will stir up, stir up one of these gifts. We're talking about the revelation gifts, which is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Last week, we talked about the word of wisdom, which reveals a fraction of the mind of God concerning people, places, or things pertaining to the future. It is a fraction of the mind of God concerning people, places, or things pertaining to the future. Through this gift, God lets us know how he wants to deal with a specific situation as it arises in the future. So we thank God for the word of wisdom. And we know that God's wisdom that he give us, which is the word of wisdom, is not like natural wisdom. So we went over 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4 and 5. And Paul was explaining that his teaching, his speech and preaching were not with words of human wisdom that persuade or entice people, but were proof of the power that the spirit gives. This was so that your faith would be in God's power and not in human wisdom. So when Paul went out and he began to preach to the people, God um, used supernatural power that was coming through Paul where people would know this was not Paul. This had to be coming from God. And this is how God reveals himself through us. He allowed us to speak things into people's lives that he has revealed unto us, which we would not have known, not lest the spirit had given it unto us. And that's when people recognize that this has to be coming from God and not from them. We went over scriptures that prove that in Genesis 6, the 6th chapter. This is when God um, told um, Noah that um, there was going to be a flood and what was going to happen through this flood. So he was giving him a word of wisdom for the future, and we know that it did come to pass. So that's what a word of wisdom does. God will give you something that's pertaining to the future that you probably wouldn't believe at this moment. But when it, is, when it does come to pass, you know that it was already spoken. Um, Isaiah 53, which he's a prophet, Isaiah, and he began to reveal what was coming concerning the Messiah, Jesus, what was going to happen to him. First Kings 3, we talked about that with um, Solomon and how God allowed Solomon to use wisdom when it came to those two ladies. One was saying, that's my child. The other one was saying it was her child. And at that moment, given with that particular situation, God gave Solomon the wisdom that he needed right then and there to deal with what was presently happening in the lives of those two ladies. So we see that the word of wisdom that God gives, it could happen, you know, right in the midst of something that you're going through and God give you his wisdom knowing how to deal with it. And it can also happen dealing with the future. We also see in Joel 
the second chapter where he was talking about the spirit of God that was going to be poured out upon all flesh. We see that he revealed that God made it known to that prophet before it happened. And then it happened in the book of Acts, the second chapter, Acts 21. We see how Agabus, which was another prophet, he revealed to Paul what was going to happen to him if he went to Jerusalem. So it did happen in the future. And then Matthew 24, we talked about um, how Jesus was letting them know about how the temple was going to be thrown down, um, what was going to happen, and, and it did happen. And I went over how wisdom manifests itself, the word of wisdom, through dreams. We use Joseph in Genesis 37, where Joseph, um, God gave him a dream concerning his future, and it did come to pass where his family was going to bow down to him. And also um, Daniel, in Daniel the second chapter, it was revealed, revealed unto Daniel some secrets that um, God revealed unto him for Nebuchadnezzar. In Revelations 1, John was caught up in the spirit, and the entire book of Revelation flashed before him. So God was giving him the word of wisdom. So that's how the word of wisdom operate. So began to um, seek the Lord, dealing with these gifts, and have your heart open and be ready for God to use you in these gifts. And if someone is operating in these gifts um, by us going over them, you're going to know what gift they're operating in. You will um, be able to tell that gift. Now, tonight I want to talk about the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation that comes by the Holy Spirit of certain facts, present or past, about a person or situation. It's a supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit of certain facts, present or past, about a person or situation. God will use someone, and they may come up to you, and they may tell you what's presently going on in your life, and you don't know that person, and that person don't know you, but God is using them to give you a word of knowledge concerning what's presently going on in your life or concerning a situation. Or they might come to you and tell you something that has happened to you in the past that you have never shared with anyone. And we have to understand that a word of knowledge is not human knowledge, which comes um, from scientific investigation or come through education. That's not the word of knowledge. This word of knowledge is supernatural knowledge that comes from God. It comes from him. Let me give you scriptures on that. God revealed to Elijah in 1 King 19. Elijah was running from Jezebel. And he was running from Jezebel because Jezebel was telling him the same thing he done to the prophets of Baal. It was going to be done to Elijah. So he took off and he began to run and he wanted to die. But God began to speak a word to Elijah and letting him know. Elijah say, I'm the only prophet left. And he said it twice in that scripture. But God told Elijah, he let him know that he was not the only prophet that was left. He had prophets that have not bowed the knee unto Baal. That was a word of knowledge that God was given unto Elijah to let him know that he was not the only prophet left. Um, when we look at the word of knowledge, and I don't know about you, if you've been in certain situations and things have 
popped up in your life, just like with Elijah, and you feel like you alone or feel like there's no hope dealing with the situation that you're in, God might have somebody to call you. He might have somebody to stop over to your home, and he might, you know, have them to deliver a word to you and let you know that trouble don't last always. I'm the present help in the time of trouble and what you're going through financially or what you're going through in your body. It is well with you. You already the healed of the Lord. And you just began to praise God because you know that you hadn't shared that with anyone. So God was sending someone to you to comfort you in your situation. This is why we have to always be open to the spirit of God. We have to always be ready to hear what God has to say in situations. And one thing I love about God dealing with these gifts, he has given these gifts unto believers so we can go out and minister to others to let them know that there is a God in whatever area you in that have heard their cry. And he would allow you presently to tell them what's going on in their life. And as you presently do that, it's giving them hope against hope and saying, I can get through this. I can make it. So stay open to the spirit because wherever you go, God want to give you a right now word, rhema word for his people. And I'm going to tell you, every time I teach on something and, and it's just my normal way of doing, my normal way of living, I just moved by the spirit no matter where I am. When we went out to eat um, Sunday after church and this lady stood in front of us and she was walking past us and was like, I knew this lady. I'm like, this lady must have something she got to say because she's moving too slow going from our table to her table. So I just sat there and finished eating and then when I got ready to walk past her, God told me just to go up to her and say something to her. He didn't tell me what to say. And as soon as I looked at the lady, I began to minister out of the spirit. And after I finished, she said, can I give you a testimony? So she began to testify of what was presently going on in her life that very same day. And I'm telling you, y'all, we was about to have church right there in that restaurant. Why am I telling you these things? I'm not telling you this for me to get glory. I'm telling you this because God's glory is supposed to be revealed through us no matter where we are. We have to take our mind off of us and be obedient to the spirit. And see, the Holy Spirit and God knows your heart. He knows whether or not you're trying to do this to benefit you or you're doing this to bring glory to him. So don't be trying to go out to look at somebody and see what you can drum up to say to them or try to figure something out to say, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Don't do nothing. Because when the Holy Spirit is using you as the Spirit wills, he will let you know what to say. The moment you be obedient and you step out, as you open your mouth, he will fill it. And he will give that person exactly what they need for that time. So always be open to the Spirit. Leave you at home. Everywhere you go, say, I'm going to leave me at home. And I want to make sure that I'm led by the spirit of God. Because the Bible said those who are led by the spirit of God, they are sons of God. And I'm going to tell you, the Holy Spirit, y'all, he's right on point. Anytime you're going through a situation and you think you alone and God is hearing you crying out within, God always have somebody to encourage you. Or if somebody don't show up to encourage you, God will have the Holy Spirit. He will begin to minister to you 
out of the deep parts of you, what you have put in, the Holy Spirit began to remind you of what God has to say to you. Or at times, I have seen times in my life that God would show me things way off to bring peace into my life to let me know it's not what it appeared to be. This is what I have for you. And it just bring a peace. And then that overwhelming thing that's coming in and overwhelm me, I get so calm and say, thank you, God, because I know that's you. And when it's really God, you have tears of joy, not tears of sorrow. You just say, Lord, I thank you that I can hear you. I thank you, God, that you have heard me. So when we do these things, God is knowing that we're trusting him and he can trust us with these gifts that he has given us. God wants to see what are we going to do with what he has given us. And if we're not doing what he wants us to do, he's only going to give you what he needs to give you according to your ability. Just like he gave the talents. He, he gave one five, he gave one two, he gave one one. He gave them according to their ability. God is not going to give a person five talents and they're not even using the one they have. So he know who need to get what. So don't get be discouraged if God allow one gift to operate in your life. If he allow that one gift to operate in your life and you're faithful over that gift and you're not trying to shine, but you saying, God, I want you to get the glory through me. Then later on, God would allow another gift to be in operation in your life. So just wait on him. Don't be discouraged because you see somebody moving in the spirit. Some people try to move in the spirit because they see somebody else move in the spirit. But if the spirit is not stirring up nothing in you, just sit back and be quiet and don't try to jump in front of nobody and do things. I remember it was a service that I was in and the minister was ministering to this lady and I'm sitting back and I'm watching her minister and I didn't just rush up there to say, can I do this or can I do that? I just sat there and when she finished, I said, do you mind if I give a word to this lady? She said, sure, go ahead and give a word. So you want to be respectful. You don't want to just jump up there and say, thus says the Lord, God is saying, but you work together because she gave her a part. That, that's the um, part of what God was saying to her. Then I added on to what God was saying to me. And then that woman had what she needed that night. So don't be in a hurry just because you see somebody else operating. Don't feel like, oh, I got to do it. I got to do it so people know that I have the gifts of the spirit or people know I have tongues. I'm going to have to start speaking louder than anybody else so they'll know the power of God is over here. Y'all know how when people will go to the club and they got one side hollering louder than the other side and they think they doing something over there on that side and you feel like I got to get loud over here on this side. That's how church folks do. Because when somebody else cut up, somebody else began to cut up. Then it began to trickle all the way down. But you're going to know the real ones that's really in the spirit. You're going to know them. Some people just holler just to be hollering. I'm going to be, it's some emotional hollering in the church. What I mean by emotional hollering is, is when you're holding in those emotions. And it ain't coming from the spirit, but it's coming from your emotion. And one note is hit on the keyboard and somebody scream out loud. And somebody said, the Holy Ghost got them. No, it ain't. That's their emotions that's got them. And they can't take it no more. So they begin to holler. Have y'all ever been there? Let's just be honest. Your emotions would get so stirred up. You just felt like you just feel good to let them all out. Once you let them all out, you still need help. Amen. (laughs) 
all that hollering and you still saying help me and everybody thinking I thought he was no that was me so you got to know the difference y'all seriously you have to know the difference so you can be emotionally stirred up but it's not the spirit because when the spirit of the living God come upon you you're going to know the difference between the spirit and your emotions so we see here there's another um a prophet that was revealing um, a word of knowledge unto Jeroboam. This was 1 Kings, the 14th chapter. What was happening, Jeroboam knew this prophet before because this prophet had come to him and had told him that he was going to be king. So Jeroboam's son felt, um, got sick and he told his wife, I want you to go to this prophet and disguise yourself. He didn't want this prophet to know that that was his wife. He was telling her this because he knew the prophet could not see well because of his old age. So he was trying to manipulate this man. He wanted to find out what was going to happen to his son. But I thank God for Jesus. Because before he, the woman even got to this prophet, God revealed to this prophet that Jeroboam's wife was coming and that she was going to disguise herself so he wouldn't know who she was. God told this man what she was going to be coming for and then God began to reveal to this prophet what was going to happen to the child. So when the woman, when he heard the woman coming in, he called out her name. He said, come on in, Jeroboam's wife. Isn't that God? God don't let nobody get over on you. That's what I'm saying tonight. With the gifts that God has given us, God is not going to let anyone fool you. He's going to let you know what's going on with that person and what that person is trying to do. Just look at your name and say, why are you trying to get over on God? Y'all, come on. Some people really try it. Some people look in your face and God already told you what, what's going on with that person. He already told you how they're trying to manipulate. He already told you how they're trying to sort you up, as, as Deacon would say. And you just let them go right ahead and finish their little foolishness. But he stopped her right in the midst of it, called her out, told her she was Jeroboam's wife, told her what was going to happen in the future, and then told her before you even get back to your house and your feet hit the door, the child is going to die it happened is that not God and the thing that that get me is we don't believe today that he's the same God we read it in the Bible you know what some of us do dag I wish I was Moses I wish I was that prophet if I was Moses I hold out that rod and these seeds would depart you got more than what they had and we still want to be Elijah and you know what some people say? Some people say, you getting a double portion. You ain't getting no double portion of no anointing. God done gave you all the anointing that you're going to get. And people in line, give me a double dose. Oh, I feel it. Mm -mm. That's not how it worked. So see, God has given us these gifts and the Holy Spirit is indwelling us that wherever we go, God is going to speak through us because he's sending us where he want to send us for us to do what he will have us to do. I remember in a service I had in my home, it was a lady that was in there and this lady was going through. I don't know if Jennifer remembers. She would come all the time. And one lady was in there I was looking up to because she's supposed to be my mentor. And she was a demon buster. That's exactly what she was. Everything was a demon 
So anytime she dealt with people, she would say, come out. I know you in there. Come out. She was in that woman's face so close, y'all. Oh, I'm, thank God her, she didn't have bad breath. It looked like they can just reach out and kiss each other. That's just how close she was. I know you. You come out. And the woman was turning red and everything. She was really mad. The Holy Spirit began to speak to me. And the Holy Spirit um, showed me. I had, with my eyes open, I can see a red dot in her back. And the Holy Spirit said, that's no demon. She's in pain. She has back trouble. And he said, you need to stop this lady now. And I'm like, I don't know about that because she know more than I know. And finally, the Holy Spirit told me again. So I said, wait a minute. And I looked at the lady and I said, God is showing me a red dot right here in your back. And her eyes bucked. I said, you in pain, right? She said, yes, I'm in pain. So after I was obedient to that part of it, see, he was giving me a word of knowledge. He was also having me to operate in healing. So at that point, the lady looked at me and I said, now God said, do some jumping jacks. I said, oh, Jesus, I done messed up now. The woman began to do jumping jacks and she come back and said, I ain't done them in years and I feel good. So this is what I'm saying. When the Holy Spirit is on the scene, first thing he wants for you is obedience. You don't look at who you're dealing with. You don't look at how long a person has been saved or how long a person has been doing this or that. You are obedient to the spirit because God will use you as the spirit wills. And you got to be willing to be led by the spirit and not by your flesh. Because everything that God began to tell you, you have to hear him. And he was reminding me of this incident when God was giving me a word of knowledge for my husband. You know, with men... They tinker on a lot of things. At least some men do. I know that man does. I would call him, uh, you know, that rigor thing. I ain't going to call the name to it, but that's what I call him. But anyway, I remember we was trying to get our swimming pool right for the summer, and it had a leak in it. And the Lord was telling me to tell him to fill the pool back up. And I told this man, I say, honey, just fill the pool back up. He said, man, now if I go fill this pool back up and that thing leak back out, I got to deal with all this water. I said, okay, okay. I'm just being obedient. Amen. He didn't do it. My precious daughter going to go along with her daddy. We got to go find the leak mama. So they're going to go put on their little boots, <laughs> go get in the pool, get down there and try to figure out where the water coming from and this man going to get him a shovel and dig around. And I'm saying, man, honey, there is a leak right there. See, the devil trying to get me off of what the Lord said. I said, there is a leak right there. So he done dug a hole right there and saying, well, it's a leak there. We nothing we can do. So finally, again, I say, honey, fill the pool back up. Now, that sounds crazy, right? You fill the pool back up and it's not leaking no more. Is that supernatural or what? That was a word of knowledge. He was looking at me like, she done lost it. Don't you see? And I saw it leaking, y'all, for real, didn't we? It was just coming out. And I said, "Uh uh-uh, fill the pool back up. We filled it back up. It's staying full of water, and nobody ain't got in it. Ain't that something? (laughs) Now, that's the funny part. But this is what I'm saying. If we hear the spirit and allow the gifts, some things to us sounds foolish. But God do what? 
take the foolish things to confound the wise. And so Ariel come back in the house. She said, Mama, guess what? The pool ain't leaking. We filled it back up. I said, oh. <laughs> Daddy said that's what you said. Now Daddy said, before Amanda, don't you know if I fill it back up, it's going to go everywhere, and then we got a mess. I said, okay, do what you want to do. Okay, then we got another thing in 2 Kings, the fifth chapter. In 2 Kings, the fifth chapter, this is when Naaman was told by a maidservant that it was a man that could heal him. And we know that prophet was Elisha. So she was, the king was sending him to Elisha. And when he got to Elijah, Elijah gave him a word um, through someone else. He was so full of pride. You know, he was hurt because the man of God didn't come out and lay hands or do what he needed to do. Long story short, he ended up being obedient, dipped seven times, came up. He was cured of his leprosy. But he was given Elisha some gifts, and Elijah wouldn't take those gifts because God's gifts are not for sale. The healing power of God was not for sale. So he left. How about Gehazi, his servant, said, I'm going to go and take what my master would not take. Now, this is just how sneaky he was. He's going to take it, and then he's going to go bury it, and then he's going to stand in front of the man of God. And Elisha called him out. Didn't, um, basically, he was letting him know, I know what was going on while you was with that man. So guess what? He ended up getting the leprosy that the other man had. What I'm saying tonight is, when you serve a mighty God, he is not going to let nobody look you in the face and lie to you. He's going to show you what they're doing and see if they're going to tell you the truth and you're going to know their character. Church folk, Gehazi was his servant. He followed Elijah. He saw how God used Elijah. He wasn't disrespecting Elijah. He was disrespecting God. And that's what we need to see. Anytime God puts someone over you that's carrying the word of God and speaking the word of God, you should not be trying to manipulate that person and thinking that God ain't going to reveal to that person what you're doing. God going to let you know your surroundings. Always pray in the mornings and say, God, let me be aware of my surroundings today. And some people don't want to do that because they're saying, God, I want to be aware of my surroundings. Just don't let me see it. But God will open it up and allow you to see what's going on around you so you would know what's taking place. That's just how good God is. That's why we need these gifts. It's another incident in 2 Kings, the sixth chapter, when Elisha was revealing the battle plan of the king of Syria to the king of Israel. And the king of Syria was wondering who in the world is revealing these plans. And they finally told them it was Elijah. Y'all know what happened in that incident? They came by night to get Elijah. But guess what? It was more with Elijah than it was with them. So anytime the enemy desires to do something to you, God is going to let you know in advance. This is why we have to stay in the word. We have to stay before God because God will let you know what's coming and he will get you prepared for what's coming and he will tell you what to do before it comes. So that way we won't be astounded to know 
This is what God is saying. So we have to be so careful. I remember I met this man and it was some chaos that was going on around this man. It was around some relatives. And I looked at this man because it was one relative that he was saying it wasn't like the other relatives. And I, that later on that week, God gave me a dream and showed me the one that was talking with him was not who he's supposed to be. So I began to let this man know. I said, the one that you think is right is not right. No, 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 no. They, they all right. I said, uh-uh-uh. God said, they're not all right. So I was telling them what was presently going on. It was a few days later, the very one that I revealed to this man that wasn't right end up coming in this man's face and letting him have it. Did God not reveal it before it happened? God is going to let you know your enemies. He's not going to let you be in a place with people that you think that is your friends that's trying to, as Rick say, Deacon Newton sought you up. He's not going to allow that to happen in your life. He loves you this, that, just that much that he will presently reveal to you the heart of a person. He will let you know what's deep within that person. Though they're acting nice on the outside, he said the inside is full of wickedness. He will show you that person. Do you stop loving that person? No. You still love that person, but God is letting you know to sever all tides with that person because that person don't want what you have. You can have some people around you and you giving them the word and you think that they're receiving the word. They're going behind your back talking about you talk too much. You do this and you do that. And God will reveal to you and say, sever all tides, cut it off. You better hear the spirit because if you don't, you're going to get caught up in some mess that you should not have been caught up in. Do not let people fool you. People will set a trap for you. They will make you think that you way up here, but they're trying to knock you down here. Some people want what you have, so they set up a trap to get what you got. I'm going to tell you this while the Holy Spirit is speaking. He gave me a dream recently. Um, what's upon the land? It was two dreams. The first dream he gave me, he was opening up the scripture, scripture after scripture. And the one that stood out was that is so much wickedness in the land that the love of God is waxing cold. So when he gave me that, then he took me in the book of Thessalonians. He began to open it up even the more. I mean, he was just showing me uh, scripture after scripture. So he was letting me know that we're in a time now that the love of God it's waxing cold even amongst the saints, the ones that supposed to say they love God. Then after that, he showed me this woman. She was standing beside the road. And as she was standing beside the road, I, I was in the background. There was a man right here. The man had his phone up to his face like this. And the woman was sitting there and her eyes were so seductive. I mean, they were so piercing, and in the background, I can feel that lust and that seduction that she was trying to hit with that man, and I heard her with not even her mouth open, but when I looked into her eyes, it was so piercing. She said, I'm going to show you that I can get that man, and what she did, she kept her eyes on that man, and the man had the phone like he wasn't paying her no attention, but she said, I got him. And when she pounced on the man, I felt the weight 
of the woman and how strong it was. And I began to cry out, Jesus. So he let me know there is seduction upon the land. And this seduction is so powerful, men, and I'm going to reveal this to you, that if you're not where you're supposed to be, just like that man, he thought he's looking but not looking, but he didn't do anything, and she pounced on that man, and it was too late. This is what God is saying for the here and now. Don't be ignorant of Satan devices, men. It's women out there that's so seductive that it's through their eyes. Through their eyes. Go read Proverbs, the sixth chapter, Proverbs 5, 6, and 7. Tell you about a seductive woman. And what the seductive woman does is she do it through her dressing. She do it through her eyes. And she do it through her talking. Meaning that the more she talked to a man about what she want to do to that man, she done grabbed that man. And then she wears certain seductive things to get the man to look at her. And then saying, wearing, and the eyes. Go to Proverbs 5, 6, and 7. God will show it to you. So don't think that you can just hold up a phone and not say nothing without fleeing from it because that seductive spirit that's upon the land is waiting to pounce. And that's what God is saying. God will show you what's happening here and now. And the thing is, once that spirit jump and the man fall for it, then you hear, I'm sorry, too late. It's already done. So that's the warning. Two dreams. That's why you see people that are saved that are not loving one another the way they should love one another with the love of God. Because the love of God is waxing cold. We are in the last times, y'all. So you're going to see families not like they need to be. Just like they said, father and son against one another, mother and daughter against one another, sister and brother. You're going to see all of this more than you have ever seen it before because we are living in the last days. But don't let this frighten you and don't try to do something that God ain't telling you to do in that situation to try to win them over. Because if God is not telling you to do anything, then you don't need to do anything. If you're loving them the way they need to be loved, that's all you can do. Some people go out of their way and fall prey to what they're doing to get their love. And that's just what's happening. You're in the last days. You're not going to get anything from them that they're not ready to give. People turning in people. Sisters, brothers turning in people. They've taken allowing things to happen in their lives and blaming it on the close relative. Y'all, this is happening. Don't y'all see it? So now we look at um, in the New Testament. I know I'm giving you a lot of scriptures, but you can pick some out, go back over them. Um, Jesus in John 4, remember the woman at the well? Jesus began to um, tell her about the man that she was with was not her husband, and she already had five of them. So that was a word of knowledge. He was telling her presently what was going on in her life. So she said, you must be a prophet. So in Matthew 17, Matthew 17, this is when the tax money was due. And Jesus told Peter where to go to get the money. And this is just uh, so funny. Cast and hook and take up the fish that first come up. And when thou has opened his mouth. 
Thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and thee. Isn't that something? Be a lot of people going fishing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Waiting on that first fish. <laughs> but this is telling us that with the word of knowledge, if you're in a financial crisis and there's something you need, God will give a word of knowledge to let you know how to get that need fulfilled or he'll send you to somebody and for you to tell them this is what God is telling you to do today. Now it's up to them to be obedient and it may sound foolish, but remember God take the foolish things to do what? Conform the wise. Um, He revealed uh, Luke 22. He was telling them about the Passover. Um, to make ready the Passover. He was telling them where to go to get, you know, what was needed. That's in Luke 22. And then in Acts chapter 9, this is dealing with Ananias when um, Saul, his name was changed to Paul, and God was telling him where to go find him at, and he had a word to give to Saul. So that's how the word of knowledge operates. It's for the present, it's for the past, And it um, helps you with situations that's currently happening in your life. So I pray that through the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, that we all have an understanding how these gifts operate. And remember, they operate as the spirit wills. And one thing I want you to understand is people are trying to operate the gifts but not seeking the giver. When you go into God's word and you stay before him and you in his word and you in prayer and you in communication, you ain't going to have a problem flowing the way God wants you to flow. Some people don't get in the word and they want to go out and try to give a word. It ain't going to work because that's just like a fortune teller. You trying to look into somebody's eyes or look at what they're doing and try to call something forth. You may hit and miss every now and then, but it ain't God. We got a lot of people hitting and missing, just looking at somebody. Yeah, she a hoe. I know she a hoe. God said you need to change your hoeish ways. Because <laughs> you're looking at the person and the person crying and they said, why you call me a hoe? You don't even know why you called him a hoe. So that's why you got to be in the word of God to know when the spirit of the Lord is speaking. Then somebody come up to you and when they come up to you, they said, that's the first lady. Who? She's married to him. What? You feeling just like a fool. That's why you need to stay in the word. And you need to hear what the spirit is saying and not what your flesh is saying. Because we can be judgmental. We can be going on what we heard. What somebody said about that person. Um, when, Sometimes when people come to me um, dealing with somebody that they say, you know, you can um, ask them to come. I said, don't tell me nothing about them. I don't want to hear nothing about them. Let me seek the Lord and see what God got to say. And if God say it, then so be it. I don't want to hear nothing about the person because I don't want nobody saying, you told them this about me. So that's why at times I don't even tell you who's coming up in here. Because some people would go on the Internet. I had one person that knew who was coming, went on the Internet, searched the person, and got an idea about the person and telling everybody about the person. I said, that cuts that out. So we don't want to do that. Whatever God needs to say, God is going to say it through the vessel that he's using without somebody coming in and educating that person. That's how the gifts operate, y'all. You don't need to tell nobody about nobody because guess what? If you are born again 
have gifts operating in your life, the Holy Spirit will reveal what needs to be revealed. And I hear the Holy Spirit saying some things he's not going to reveal to you because it's none of your business. He's not. Some things he's not going to tell you about people is just none of your business. <laughs> and so we need to quit trying to figure out people or what they're doing or how they do it. It's so many people can look at people and say they got money. And I already know they're just as broke as they can be. I'm telling you, they got a lot of money. I'm like, okay, now what you say? And I let them think exactly what they want to think, because if I tell them any different, they'll say I'm lying. So I said, okay, think what you want to think. They got a lot of it. And in my mind, I said, hmm. <laughs> people think they know people but don't know people. So this is why I follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, amen? And if you follow his lead, you will never, ever, go wrong but I'm gonna tell you this you're gonna be hated by folk when you following the lead of the spirit and they operating in natural and you operating in supernatural and you telling them hard as you can don't do that why God is saying don't do that why I'm just telling you he's saying don't do it he ain't told me why if you don't want to take don't do it don't take it don't do it they do it and mess up well I just want to know why I can't do it he didn't tell me why he just said don't do it some people have the audacity to ask you is that God or is that you I'm going to give you the answer. It's up to you to find out who's talking. Me or God, try it and see. People better know who's speaking, y'all. That's why you have to stay in the word. The word will give you everything that you need. Be careful who you hang with. Because everybody that say they know him, don't know him. You cannot trust everybody amen what i'm gonna do since it's early um we went over the word of wisdom last week and i want to see if someone want to share what they learned from the word of wisdom last week oh we got so many coming up here wait a minute wait a minute we ain't got enough mics <laughs> anybody you, you need one, Athea? No, ma'am. We okay. I'm not going to beg you to share. Let me tell you why. I'm just going to lay this out here. If you can't get up here and talk about what you learn, how are you going to get in somebody's face and say, God said? Nobody have nothing. Praise Jesus. Huh? I see I see you over there, Jennifer. Well, I pray that you did learn something with the word of wisdom. Do we have any announcements before we close?